A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Recall the Midwife. In today's episode, we're talking about Series 2, Episode 7. I'm Becky. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. And just a quick disclaimer for you all. um, This week's episode deals with uh, some racism and spousal abuse. So if either of those topics are ones you would prefer to skip for this time, we understand and hope you join us for the next one. So in this episode, the midwives are preparing for Chummy's return, which leads Jane to worry about her place at Nanata's house. Chummy returns with some excess baggage. Cynthia is on the district nursing rotor. She accompanies sister Evangelina to attend to Bob Lacey, a diabetic with a very gruff disposition. Cynthia encourages Mrs Lacey to stand up to her bullying husband. Meanwhile, Jenny Lee is looking after expectant mother Monique Hyde, who faces racism from her narrow-minded neighbours. She finds an ally, ally though, in neighbour Rita Bailey after she saves Rita from a fall. Rita repays the favour when Monique goes into labour and cannot contact the nun artist's house because Sister Monica Joan has answered the phone and cannot recall who she spoke to. The proceeds of the summer fate have been used to purchase a Vespa to allow the midwives to transport gas and air, and Fred sets about giving the midwives driving lessons, but Sister Evangelina ends up giving Fred a driving lesson. Sister Bernadette continues to recuperate and shares her feelings with Sister Julienne. Dr. Turner has been writing to Sister Bernadette, but his letters have gone unanswered as Sister Bernadette continues to wrestle with her faith. Okay, ladies. Where do we begin? Again, there's so much. There's always, you know what I've discovered since doing this this podcast? There's just so much in each episode to all that. I know we said last week we could literally talk for an hour plus every single time if um about about each episode because there's just a lot to talk about every episode like literally we could do like 
four hours on each episode. There's so yeah. much in each episode. Oh, and actually, just a quick shout out to our listeners, because I want to give a big thank you, as do all of all three of us, because I, uh, in our last week's episode, I had said something about missing a whole scene. And you guys were like, how did you miss that? And I was like, I have no idea. Well, some very sweet listeners wrote in and left comments and basically explained that the British episodes are longer than the American episodes because of um, how the American episodes are aired for timing with commercials and other things like that. And then the American edited episodes are the ones that go on to Netflix which is how a lot of us have been watching to like refresh so um so I just want to say thank you so much for the people who let us know that because it really made me feel very less crazy and less like I had missed something completely because I wasn't paying attention because I definitely try to watch with a lot of enthusiasm so thank you to our listeners (laughs) (laughs) okay well so should we start with um one of the two, like, quote, patient cases first and then move to, yeah. to the, you know, so, okay. Which one do you think first? Should we do the depressing, horrible Mrs. Lacey and Mr. Lacey episode? Oh, yes. Sure, sure. It's got written oh. down how awful he was. Well, he oh, was, he was terrible. Jen, do you, have you ever seen him before, Jen, the actor? He looked familiar, but I, I couldn't place him. He's a really famous actor over here called Edward Woodward. He's really like versatile and a brilliant actor because you really believe he's awful. (laughs) (laughs) Like you really do. Um, Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, so he's brilliant in it. And she's really good as well. But um, he really acts the awfulness well. Yeah. Well, you know, and what was interesting for me watching this episode again was at first, you know, I feel like Cynthia and um, somebody else go in at the beginning to kind of yeah going to give him the uh injections and everything because he's a he's a diabetic that's insulin dependent and you know at, at, at the beginning I was like oh well you know like high blood sugar can you know lead to a lot of mood swings and you know like if he's ill you know everything like that and then I was like and then as you watch the episode I was like oh no 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 like this this attitude has absolutely nothing to do with his medical condition like he's just uh like he's just horrible like so <laughs> like I like my sympathy really waned for him very very quickly oh, just before though I've got written down here so before we even got to him one of the first scenes in this episode it was all uh-huh. kind of like by the docks wasn't it and they were like there was mm. a guy in the moped which we'll talk about later because oh pristine um but um we'll talk about that later but there was a bit where where mrs lacy was walking along and she looked if you notice she had no makeup on she was wearing mm. really like beigey looking clothes like mm. but no one she had, she had all these boxes of stuff and not one person considering how bustling it was was yeah. like oh would you like some help like it just showed you how put upon she was yeah. Again, yeah. there's a, there's a scene later on as well because she they run a pie and mash shop, and there's a scene where she's dragging is she dragging um like a huge bag of potatoes across the floor and Cynthia yeah. helps with it. And I'm like, why is none of the customers said, Ooh, "Let me give you a hand." I know. Like well, you can pay a mash up her floor, right? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, ladies, so before we before we begin recording, I was telling you all I was actually watching a bunch of called midwife this weekend. And I just watched an episode where there's a woman who's about Mrs. Lacey's age and she's caring for like 15 different people, both generations forward and back. And she gets into a thing with sister Julian because she's just so frustrated. And she says, you know, she like, is just saying like, Oh, you don't know what it's like. You don't know how it is. Like, you don't know how hard it is. And she's like, there's no one more invisible than a middle-aged woman. Like you go out and see how it is. And then, then other stuff happens in the episode. And I just thought, wow. Like when you said that, Al, I was like, wow. Yes. Like really, 
uh, you know, f- like the older you get, you know, the more invisible you are. And especially when you're of a certain age. The mm-hmm. more yeah. Everyone just treats you like you're just, you know, she says she's at one point, again, this one in the different episode says, oh, I just feel like I'm a piece of the furniture. You know what I mean? Everyone just assumes I'm going to be here. I'm just, they just take me for granted. Yeah. And not to get off the tangent of that episode, which we'll obviously get there. But this, I think Mrs. Lacey feels that way as well, that she's well, just. I think this is just a sign to everyone to tell your mom, you know, that you love them and give mm-hmm. them a little treat. Just go and give your mom a little treat. Mm-hmm. And also tell the other people in your life to like pick it up a bit and not just rely <laughs> you to do everything for them. You know what I mean? Like they get to like get off their bums and do stuff. That's your husband, okay. your dad's your brothers. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we first meet him, Mr. Lacey. Um, mm-hmm. Awful. But he's like, oh, who's this? Who the hell? I don't want to see a bloody sister. Who's this bloody sister we're going to see? <laughs> and then and then he's like, the sister and um, Cynthia walk in. like, And he's like, who the hell are you? And Evangelina, sister Evangelina is amazing. She went, the bloody sister. Like, she just did not miss a beat. And she's like, you're no di- nearer dying than I am. I'll take this and fill it up for pity's sake. Don't let the blanket slip. Because obviously it's making me. And I just thought, who better, who better than dealing with this absolute, I don't want to swear, um, but who yeah. dealing yeah. with him than Sister Evangelina? Amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sister Evangelina is totally on form in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, a shout out to uh, Cynthia because she takes some of that en- energy with her later when she's the only one to go back. And she steps in between Mr. Lacey and Mrs. Lacey as they're having an argument. And Mr. Lacey's about to raise his hand. And Cynthia says, whoa, whoa, whoa. And she runs in and she's like, don't you think about even doing that? And all of a sudden he kind of is like startled a little bit. And but so just Cynthia how really... long he's been doing that, like behind the scenes before mm-hmm. medical intervention came in or whatever. To mm-hmm. But it shows you how bad he's been treating her for so long. Yeah. Um, because it looked like he was about to whack a whack with a tray I've got. Oh, it was terrible. It's actually if really I... bleak and awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I was Mrs. Lacey, I would be giving him extra beer and pies because it's the most <laughs> foolproof method, method of doing it. No one would ever suspect. <laughs> I'd be just putting uh, like 12 sugars in his tea. <laughs> yeah 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 i mean oh god yeah that could have been an episode of snapped like for sure like if we were in a different era but actually so the backstory with those two the reason why they're together is because and this is a big part of the episode as we go forward we find out that mrs lacy was a single mom basically didn't have any resources was out on the street literally on the street and not totally sure how they connected with each other but she and miss she and that man mr lacy got together and he basically married her took her in and then he gave them like a home and a safe place for well safe is relative but for her son bob to be raised robert and um so like so they get into it so then later on when when bob writes a letter that says he's coming back to the you know the the old place with his new fiance from america and all that kind of stuff um that storyline is kind of explained and how mrs lacy always you know kind of took whatever she got because she was just so grateful she had a home she had a roof over her head she had and a son of the day off the streets. Yeah, exactly. So um, then it was like, yeah, but what did she sacrifice about, to get there? But. Speaking about his fiance, she does not do oh. he does not do Americans justice. Oh my <laughs> god. A very, very bad thing. What a bitch. <laughs> you know what? When I watched this episode for the first time, I and then I when I when I rewatched it the other day, I just thought, oh my god, what a ta-. like she was just the most horrible 
like I was like oh this is the worst representation of Americans like I just felt so I was just felt so embarrassed and so ashamed of us like but she was like oh those, those those type of the accent she did those people they're just awful people and he's like that's my mother and then uh, Mary, but also, like, oh mm. Mm. But also when um Mrs Lacey basically is kept a bonnet so there he comes with his fiance mm-hmm. um and she gives she passes on a bonnet from an and isn't this son called John? Bob. Oh, Bob. I Bob. thought the dad was called Bob. And no, maybe no, maybe the guy is called Robert, and the ba- the kid's definitely called Bob. So maybe she called it Bob after him. I don't know. Who's John? Maybe it's John Lacey's the dad then. I think that's right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not anyone to speak on that, but you know, I think that's right. In that case, my synopsis is entirely wrong. <laughs> so well, well, join the club, no. Bex. That's Bex. a part of the course with this group. So Bex, they're getting it for free. Do you know what I mean? Carry on. <laughs> they know and who she, we mean. They know who we mean. When she passes on that, um, it was basically a baby's bonnet, was Aww. it? Hang on, hang on. Can I just say it's John Lacey? Can also say it's not Edward Woodward, the actor I said it was. It's Warren <laughs> Clark. I always get them two mixed up. It's a guy called Warren Clark. He's also dead famous over here, but I always get them mixed up. So, you know, we've not only given you misinformation on the, in the synopsis, I've given you complete, complete misinformation on who's uh, played it. You'd think I'd actually look that up, but no, carry on, Beth. I, I think we all have the same brain disease, but okay, we'll diagnose that later. <laughs> the dad, the, the, the husband is John Lacey. Yes. Yes. And the son is Bob. Yes. Yes. Right. Apologies, everybody. Oh, anyway, that's okay. I'm not sorry. <laughs> so well, she this is my life every single week, apologizing to everyone about this. <laughs> okay, anyway, so the poor little bonnet. So what were you going to say about the bonnet? This Bob's bonnet. Daughter-in-law just ditches it. Oh. And fair dues. But she ditches it in the cafe. Yeah. Well, she was. it was right. It was like really dear to Mrs. Lacey as well. Like they showed her at the start, like hugging it. But then mm-hmm. she literally drops it so she'll know when she's know. Yeah, this is I what I know. Like literally she leaves it on a table before she's even walked out of there. It's like, just put it in your purse and take it back to the hotel. You can always leave it there and no one will know. But it's like, she can't even be that nice. And also, you know what's really terrible about her? Uh, honestly, <laughs> she literally, it's, it, oh, I, I have no defense. It's terrible. It's terrible. I just w- would want to race the shirt. Not all of us are like that. Many of us are very, very good people. But anyways, but the other thing she does, which is so rude, is they're like, oh, well, are you going to have the wedding here? You know, we can do da-da-da. And Bob's like, oh, well, no, like, we're going to have it back in the States. Like, you know, um, and then she's like, oh, yeah, my parents have a house on the Hudson, which, by the way, like, I'm sure, I, as soon as she said that, I, th- I mean, the Hudson River is a very famous, like, notorious river in New York State. And I'm just picturing, like, a very rich family that he's marrying into. Where, um, um, the pilot um, drove the... Landed the plane. Yeah what pilot oh sully sullenberger yeah yeah well yeah the hudson but i i would imagine it's like farther up the hudson oh, no, yes, but it's that's same the same river. that's the same yeah. river yes exactly yes exactly Hashtag um, there we go there you go um but then she's but then like you know but then bob says to his mother he's like oh you guys should come for the wedding you can definitely travel and the mom is like oh yeah maybe we can make a thing of it and you just know that the fiance is sitting there just like please don't come please don't come please don't come please and i just oh she was just so rude and like bob bob needed to like oh man i was like bob, well, also, just on the, on the thing of bob visiting so obviously they're talking about the fact that he's coming home they've got the thingy i say the writing again seamless they were talking about that coming home 
And then they went to a scene about Trixie saying she wants Bernadette to come back and Chummy and Peter coming back. It was just seamless writing yet again. But also on that, so Mrs. Lacey, back to back to the horrible bleak storyline of the abuse of, of Mrs. Lacey. Um, but she went out and she bought a blouse to look all passion. She looked so lovely in this bright pink blouse. And he was like, oh, look at you. You look like a tin of strawberries exploded. I wanted to punch. I thought, well, it's only me who's going to suffer if I, if I punch my TV and break it. <laughs> 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 I, wanted, I was just like, oh, that's awful. But I will say yeah. there's one thing that um, Mr. Lacey was right about. What's that? that bride. He was like, <laughs> he was like, she's awful. She's awful, but she's... <laughs> well, it takes awful. one to know one, doesn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah I have, I've have. i written that they're both... I wrote that Mr. Lacey was awful and I wrote that the fiancé was awful. Oh, but wait, it- this is... Oh, wait, stop. Wait, just one second to that point, Bex. I literally wrote... Um, I wrote mother and son have something in common, terrible taste in spouses. So like we all made the exact yeah. same note about that. Oh, but cool. there's that old, there's that old adage, isn't there? And I did. It, it's not just that she's American in defense of Americans. All Americans like she. <laughs> but there's that old adage: a daughter's a daughter for all of your life. A son's essentially finds a wife, and never <gasps> has anything been more true. Oh. Wow. I, I hadn't heard that, but I think I kind of also had heard that. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have called that saying up, but that, yeah, I definitely heard that before. Oh, my God. Um, I love the scene, though, where she gets a bit more power back. And Cynthia, I feel like Cynthia's presence really gives her the mm. strength. Like, she sees, again, you know, like in Kirsten's episode where she was like, I saw myself through your eyes. I feel like mm-hmm. she saw herself through Cynthia's eyes. She didn't want to be this pathetic browbeat not that she was pathetic it was him no. making that happen right. but like she didn't want to be she wanted to live a life and she wanted to see her son and so she got dressed up and she went out for the day and she had a really lovely time with Bob without that mm. horrible bitch of fiance as well I loved the fact she wasn't there yeah. and I was just like yeah she go for it Mrs Lacey yeah. and then um, but then but she also, came... but also Cynthia because that's not normally like I feel like Cynthia was quite brave in this episode because that's not her kind of, she's not the confident one of the group, is she? No, no. Mm. Well, girls, I think I want to keep talking about this, but since we just have still so much else, I think we, no, 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 we need you to kind one of- more thing, One more thing. Okay, last one and then we move on. Um, <clears throat> the scene where she comes back from this um, meal out with her son mm-hmm. and Mr. Lacey's in his suit and he's made her- tea but he's made them both tea he's obviously sorry about the way he's changed he wants to change or show he's changed and he's like you know what actually because she stood up to him finally saying like i've had enough and haven't i paid and then he's there in his suit with a tea made for it and i thought ha good like it won't last but (laughs) i'm just glad he did that for it see that's a scene i didn't get that's (gasps) one of my cut scenes Mm -hmm. oh that's sad yeah we finished mrs lacy at the lunch with bob in the fancy hotel well, no, you needed, you needed the, you needed you that. Need closure. Like, yeah, what's yeah. it called when someone does something and they make themselves better? Redeem themselves. Redeem, yeah. Redeem, redemption. yeah. Redemption. redemption. Even yeah. though it was. Well, actually, a story with redemption is this next one about the, the, um, black mother who's having her baby in an honest, and, and, you know. Monique Hyde. Like, yes, Monique Hyde. Um, love her a shout out to, like, one of our first real storylines that includes a person of color and i i'm so glad we're starting to see that and that, that'll get a lot more prevalent and a lot more um common in episodes as we go forward in the seasons um just be, just because i want to make sure i'm not speaking out of turn where is monique hyde from i she said it but i just can't remember this is one of those times when i've just called the person the wrong thing 
and I can't remember. I will look this up. Um, she sa- she says it in the episode, and it's it's a tropical country. Um, and I don't know if it's Jamaica. I can't remember if that's right well, or not. Like you see the whole island. Yes. This is how oh. amazing my. Well, the. Well, Anyways, but we yeah we'll figure it out. But just we want to acknowledge that like it was she... Jamaica. It is Jamaica. Okay, it's Jamaica. Okay, okay. Because when we first meet um Monique Hyde, um she's basically gone to the clinic and Rita Bailey is there with her daughter Sylvie and Sylvie is stealing her mum's cigarettes from a handbag. <laughs> and pretending to smoke them but the reason why I'm talking about this is because when I was a child I had chocolate cigarettes I did <laughs> oh I had bubble gum right now yeah it was really terrible not not a candy really <laughs> should be. I had the candy ones not chocolate ones I had the candy ones and yeah. I mean, I to smoke them, but they were so delicious yeah we had <laughs> we had like bubble bubble gum candy kind of ones that we that we smoked which again I mean terrible novelty candy idea for children like sending completely the wrong messages but um, I've got here Mrs. Bailey, massive bitch and racist and child abuser. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You can't get nine. Oh, you, know, you know what? So here, here's the thing about this storyline. Now, um, Jenny is the is the midwife that gets kind of you know put with her to to care for her and everything. And there's stuff with Mrs. B- with Mrs. Um, Hyde that you know she's kind of managing and everything. But really, the, the big issue is you know the discrimination from her other neighbors and everything like that. But listen, I we got to give props to Jenny because when that Mrs. Bailey came to her as she was leaving Monique's house and she said, "Oh, um, you know, oh, uh, what nurse like we decided we were all talking and we think that you should come to us first next time because, you know, we're more important and like, you know, you should prioritize us and everything." Jenny's like, "Oh, really? Okay, well, you know what? That's a great idea because after all my visits with you, I'm going to be able to sit down with with a really wonderful, nice, enlightened person and have a cup of tea with them, and that'll really be my reward for having gotten through all the visits with you, Harb." woman and she's like oh and she's so you know scoffed at everything and i just was like amazing. yeah jenny like get, put her in her place like give her no she says no i can have a proper that. conversation with an intelligent and well mannered woman who isn't narrow-minded and full of judgment it was absolutely chef's kiss beautiful yes yes perfect perfect and you know what's really great actually and this is something that they drive home and we've talked about it many times before and kind of joked about how the midwives and the nuns are very non-judgmental they truly meet all their patients where they are but in episodes going forward where the nuns and the midwives well all the midwives regardless of whether they're a nun or not have to confront 
an issue of discrimination or overt racism as they will do um the nuns in in almost every case are they show none of that themselves you know they are always in defense of their patients they're always supporting of the patients however they walk in whatever their background is and i i this was kind of the first big scene with that or the big for big storyline with that but i just think that is a great i just want to ha- you know give hats off to the to the care providers for so being the, the main thing with them um, with many kind um, and i love the accent um is that oh, she was gorgeous. answered the phone when um she was uh, going to labor and obviously mm-hmm. in the past, so they showed Sister Monica Joan again all with the storyline about her mind. She mm-hmm. answered the phone, took it perfectly, great. And then they were like, Well, no, you shouldn't be doing it. And then she answered the phone and did an absolute awful job for her. Right, so like, right, no, right. Closed. And then uh, Monique Hyde was like panicking and like because it is bloody painful. And she's yeah. there, like, oh my god, what do I do? And then um Bailey, what's her name? Rita yeah. Bailey finds her, awful woman. Um, and she's like, she actually gets her to an artist's house, and she's like, "What are you doing, leaving a decent woman in this state?" And I thought, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. and she stays wants. with her when she when she's having birth, like basically on the floor of the entryway, essentially. Yeah, and she's still with her. Yeah, I think she's still there. I, I didn't she... see her in the birth scene, but I just oh, maybe, well, but she but she does. Yeah, I mean, she's she takes care of her. And actually, what was really sweet too is they had a very nice establishing scene before that where. Mrs. Bailey's going up the stone steps with a bag of laundry or the uh, basket of laundry and she slips and Monique just happens to be right behind her and catches her. And before she knows who it is, she says, oh, thank you so much. Like that would have been the death of me or whatever. And then she's like, turns around and she gives Monique this look and Monique's so sweet. She just says, oh, well, I know you would have done the same for me. And she's like, well, you know, and like Mrs. Bailey kind of knows she wouldn't have necessarily in that moment. She doesn't feel confident. But then they sit and have a little conversation for a minute and kind of establish that like human connection, you know, and then luckily and what's really great about the scene where Mrs. Bailey finds Monique like actively in labor and like really hurting and everything is that at first she's kind of like, oh, you know, whatever. But but Monique says, you know, can you please help me? And then the other women come up after Mrs. Bailey is like taking her in her arms and is like going to help her. And she says, oh, like sawed off you lot or something. I can't remember what the exact statement is, but. Yeah, but she but she like blasts her other neighbors for being, you know, for being willing to just have left her unattended. And she's like, no, no, no. Like, you know, and I just thought, yeah, like we we say redemption in this because at the end they have this scene after she has the baby's all healthy, you know, everything's all good. And then they have a scene at the end where they're all in tea and like, oh, everything's all great. I'm sorry, but she's a despicable human, Mrs. Bailey. Like, she's still a big racist. Like, I know they're best friends and stuff now, but she was still horrible. And racist, and she's a child abuser. She's like constantly like <laughs> shouting and slapping her own kid. Like I'm just, I'm oh, not. I'm I didn't, but, I didn't see as much child abuse as you're referencing, but but when Monique, when Monique goes to Nanata's house and they, she basically gives birth in the entrance way, and I'm like, a couple more feet, and she would have been in a room. <laughs> <laughs> well, they couldn't have gotten her to a sofa. I mean, something, you know, like they literally just like have her laying over the bump of the threshold. You know, I mean, it's just like. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, so should we should we I don't know how we are for time, but I think we should give time for Turnadet because I feel like there's a lot to discuss there as well. Yes. So Turnadet. Oh, and we've, and we've got to talk about the scooter. Well maybe you don't have to talk about well, the scooter. Well, scooter and she'll make. We've got lots still. Oh, okay, yeah. so we just gotta keep zooming, zooming, girls. Right, so Turnadet. Let's do Turnadet yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. So right, so turn sister Bernadette is in the what's it called? That's is it a sanatorium that she i knew she knew yeah so, i didn't but, want to say that word but i think that's what they were calling yeah it. but it's like a tb 
sanatorium where basically people with TBR, there's specialist doctors and they just they go there to like... Yeah, and you just lay on, a, lay on a chair or a bed for like eight hours a day. And then... I would 100% love Oh, that. yeah. It's an, <laughs> a sanatorium. It's a um, an establishment for the treatment of people who are convalescing or have a chronic illness. Yeah. yeah. They should have just put her in the chicken shed and she'd have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. Anyway, the in Sister Bernadette in this room, like with this letter unopened by Dr. Turner. And yeah. then just, I was just like, for God's sake, open the letter. Well, I knew you'd be like that. But well, um... actually, wait, 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 stop. So you know who I when I thought of Bex was when that nurse kept on coming in and she was like, Oh, I think I figured it out. You're da 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 and then like and then the certain sister Bernadette didn't say anything. And then later on there's another scene where she was like, Oh, a handsome doctor, da da da, you know, like dropping these hints because she just definitely wanted to find out everyone's life story. And I thought this nurse is the Bex incarnate character of this episode. Read the room. Every time she's referenced this letter, she's like, ooh, International Nurse of Mystery. Uh, <laughs> international Nun of Mystery. Like, she made a feel, but she looked physically uncomfortable. And I was like, read the room. Like, it, it, your, your joke didn't work first time. <laughs> Shut up. This nurse is like, literally stuck nurse. in a sanit- No, I'm sorry. This nurse is literally stuck in a sanatorium with 45 people who just spend half their time sleeping and their other half st- time staring out the windows. She's got to find a way to pass the time. I mean... No, I'm sorry. I don't agree that harassing a patient is the way to do that. Oh, my god. Sometimes it's got to be done, Alex. I agree. I totally <laughs> agree. Well, anyway, she didn't open this letter from Dr. Turner. Yeah. Um, then Trixie comes. And Dr. Turner's asking Trixie and everyone in the, in the thing how uh, Bernadette is. And she's like, oh, um, yeah, her letters are, are you know, they'll come all the time, but they're boring kind of thing. And, uh, <laughs> and then he, he gives her something to give to Sister Bernadette, which is this dead uh, butterfly from Timothy. Gorgeous. Thanks thanks for this dead butterfly. Uh, also, your dad's a doctor, mate. Ask your dad. Anyway, uh, about how it died. You're not an entomologist. Yeah. Well, he does, he does say that's not his area of expertise. Yeah, see? Uh, well, it's the only thing in his area not expertise. Everything else seems to be. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so it kind of, she, then she can, it kind of shows her asking to meet um, Sister Julianne. Um, and she's like, she's made a decision. But they don't still, oof, they don't fully go into it, do they? No, we don't know what the No, she no. just says she wants more from life. She doesn't say she actually wants Dr. Turner. Yeah, it's very vague. It's very vague. Also, can I just say, wait, like, as for the Turner debt part, though, like, it really did make me laugh how, um, like, Trixie said something about, like, oh, I'm going to visit, you know, Sister Bernadette tomorrow. And he was like, oh, oh, really? Oh, well, um, how, how's she doing? You know, like, what's going on? And she was like, oh, yeah, she's fine. She just writes us these boring letters. Like, really nothing is going on. But I'll get the real story when I go tomorrow. And he was like, okay, well, anyways, like, good luck like say we all said hi or whatever she's like yeah i see everyone says hi don't worry about it and, he, and you can tell he's just like ah you know like, <laughs> got that like on center hooks look and then what was funny was when trixie gets there she says like oh and, and how and how's doctor and she's like oh yeah he's fine i don't know usually like rushed off his feet whatever and she's like mm, okay like you know she wants to know they, they both want to know about each other but they just can't do it and it's just Routine so cute. Was so good so well done because obviously you, you know what it's like when you like someone or whatever and you feel oh like, they my God. like you and the excitement there and they did like have that electricity totally there. totally <laughs> like yeah brilliant well, especially when you're trying not to, like, make a big thing about it or you're trying not to have people that, you know, like, like you don't want to let on that you do have those feelings. Yeah, you I mean, you want to act all casual, but you feel as if it's anything but casual. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's oh, going to be God. so obvious if you ask about them. So, so good. 
I think we should go on to another storyline because obviously Turner there is going to carry on as we all know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the next bit I want to talk about is Chummy and Peter. Love it. Let's do it. The the banner that says "Welcome England welcomes Chummy and Peter." I love <laughs> but Becky especially would also love that banner. <laughs> and the bunting I was like oh I need to get on this for the coronation next year uh, okay wait can I just have a quick note because Brits love bunting and bunting is another thing that like we we have it but we don't have it if you know what I mean and mm. I did not know what the word bunting meant when I when I first encountered it so just if anyone is unclear like oh everyone I think will know what it is when I describe it but it's like when you have a string and there are little triangles sewn to the string so that the the pointy fabric. ends are hanging down and they usually are like all different colors and you make them out of felt or fabric or whatever. And it's kind of like a festive like decoration or whatever, but it's called bunting and it's like a very specific decoration. And, but we have bunting here, but it's not the same way. And I, I, w- I don't even know that we would know what the word is. So just cause we're always trying to keep our listeners informed of these transatlantic, you know, terms and everything, but the bunting was very cute. And we see a lot of bunting on this show. So well, also Jane, she was like, Oh, what am I going to do now? Now, um, she was like, should I give what should I give my room back to Chummy? And she was like, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm filling a gap. And then, well, kind of, she kind of is because she's never really mentioned again after a while. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk about that. But like, well, and they're all like, no, like, Jane, you're not. Yeah, she, she's in a couple but, more episodes, right? Before she, yeah, goes. yeah, yeah. Okay. But okay. then the other thing I love about Chummy coming back is the fact that the Reverend Appleby Thornton has been writing to <gasps> Chummy about Jane. Yeah. <laughs> Also, can we talk about the massive thing about Chummy being back? Oh, she's is it? She's preggers. Yeah. yeah. She's like, sorry, chaps, wide load. Can't cargo on board or something like that. Also, if really anyone funny. does actually watch this episode after this, and I really want someone to because it drives me mad, Peter does a laugh around the fire. And it's oh. the first bit of laugh acting I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> and every time I watch it, I just recoil like, waiting for this awful laugh. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> Well, you know what makes me laugh about Peter too in that scene around the fire is that he's like, uh, they like build a like a basically like a like a very small like fire bonfire thing in front of the in the courtyard or whatever, and they're like telling them tales of Africa and all this kind of stuff like that, or Sierra Leone to be to be specific, and um and they're like, oh, we would have a fire like this every night to ward off the lions, and all the girls are like, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, you know, like trying to make a joke. He's like, it's not a joke when you're really there dealing with. And I was like, okay, it was like such a dad moment like and then, like with chummy being pregnant i just thought oh my, it's like it's like when you're trying to have fun and your dad is like listen this is very serious someone could get their eyes <laughs> and he was just very already true. just being like such an annoying dad like and i just thought oh my god <laughs> okay can we talk about the moped because that is one of my favorite scenes that ever lived ever oh it's but, the best but, so, with Fred and Evangelina, but first the moped yeah. when they exchanged it by the by the dock, it wasn't like it was bought by a dealer. It was like bought like cash it from someone, <laughs> and I was expecting to see this like this 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 banger of a scooter, and the one they've got is this absolutely pristine replica. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. bit of rust on it. Like I was just like, are you kidding me? Like as if it'd be like that. But anyway, so there's a scene. So sister Fred. Fred is there polishing it, doing everything but riding it and trying to teach the girls how to do it. And then Sister Evangeline is like, you don't know how to ride this, do you? So she te- takes him out and, oh, that scene. It's the best. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, and and he's like, might we say I'm teaching you if anyone sees me behind you? She's like, I beg your pardon. I mean, as pillion. <laughs> she's like, I rode a machine 10 times this powerful and I miss it. Like, what a scene. 
And don't you just feel like the Blitz would have, like, even though that's terrible, even though the whole World War II and everything is horrible and, like, all the stuff that England had to go through and the UK had to go through was absolutely terrible and everything like that, I really feel like Sister Evangelina is the kind of person that would have absolutely been in her 100% element in that time because she was just, like, she's the kind of person that wouldn't sleep for three days. She would just grab, like, a like a thing of a ham sandwich on her way out the door and then she'd just be barreling through the streets and like throwing medical supplies and I just like she she oh my god I just it just that one line reading that she does where she says that to him and then she has the glass zooming and everything I'm like miming it now is like we're on this call and I just she just she just completely filled that scene with so much oh I just oh, she's so good she's so good well also the fact that women were given a lot of opportunities in the war and then it was just taken away from them at the end of the war Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it actually made me think maybe I need to get myself a scooter because I was like <gasps> get one <laughs> get a motorbike I can put you anyway <laughs> <laughs> um, right we need to do heroes and zeros of the week ladies who wants to go first Ooh. I'm ill prepared for this I'll go someone first. else go first okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, my hero is 100% Sister Evangelina. What a legend. Like, just that just that one scene alone. And she's already done so many scenes with Mr. Lacey, all this. She was absolutely amazing. Like, this was legendary status Sister Evangelina episode. Vintage. Loved it. Um, my zero of the week is going to be... Um, I think it might have to... There's a lot of zeros, isn't there? Like, that horrible... Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, take um, your pick. I'm going to go with Mrs Bailey because I still feel like, even though she kind of did redeem herself a little bit, she was still a horrible racist bitch. Um, and I don't like the way she spoke to her kids. And um, she was awful. So, yeah, Mrs Bailey. Fair. Bex? So, my hero of the week is going to be... So, two of my notes, I circled well I didn't circle them but I put a massive heart around them and it was the fact that uh the Reverend Appleby Thornton had been writing about Jane and also that Jane had found her place at Nanata's house so mm. it's just going to be that Jane is kind of finding her place in the world yeah um and then my zero well and uh, partly Mrs Bailey and partly John Lacey who we now know his name um because even though they both find redemption I'm kind of like well does it really outweigh exactly the awfulness? No, I don't think it does. Exactly, back then with you. Yeah, Jem. Mm, okay. Um. Oh golly, 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 gosh! There's just there's so much happening here. Um. Peter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay I just want to choose something different because I mean you guys hit like really the heavy hitters but I want to choose something different um okay and I'll try I'll just keep it on the lighter side um I I love the burgeoning relationship between Timmy and sister Bernadette because I think whenever you get into a relationship with a person who has a child that having a pot you know like forging a relationship with the child is as important as forging a relationship with the person romantically um so I really am glad to see that but um dead bugs like are not my vibe and like so I'm just like no I don't no 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 especially like like a big moth in a box I'm not really gonna you know like I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> wait what'd you say 
it could be seen as a threat. Sorry, <laughs> well, it's just like I don't know. I mean, I know it was meant in an affectionate way, and I had that, but like I don't know, send something nicer next time, especially to a woman who's like recovering from TB. You know what I mean? Um, and I, yeah, and I wait, wait until your nephews are older, Jen. They're gonna send you some absolutely, and you're just gonna be like, oh my god, I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, I'll, yeah, we'll, we'll watch that process evolve as we record the podcast and I'll maybe see if I can get better, but, um, and I will just put in a word for Mrs. Bailey because yes, she is a zero and I do get that, but I also do think that there is room for evolution in life and there is room for like learning and getting better and, and reforming. And while Mr. Lacey, I put in a different category, I do think Mrs. Bailey has an opportunity to grow as a person. And I think diversity in her community and connection with people who are from a different culture and from a different race gives her the opportunity to get better. And I hope that that's something that can happen for her and can happen for her family. So I agree. I agree with everything you guys said, but I just want to say, I, I think there's room for improvement there and I'm going to hope, hope that that happens. Um, and then my hero, um, I, this is very, very niche, but I just loved all the stuff that, that Chummy brought back as presents for the girls um, and all the, all the sisters and everything. Like the fact that she picked all those African fabrics for them, like with their different, you know, like tastes in mind and everything. And she brought one for Jane. Yeah. And Jane didn't think she was going to get one. And I just like the community of women is always such a beautiful part of the show. So hero. What a way to end from another community of women. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening. And thank you all our new listeners, all our new followers. It's really yep. amazing. The feedback we're getting is fantastic. So thank you so much, everyone. Um, but yeah thank you so so much for listening and next week we are on series two episode eight and we hope to see you then see you soon see you next week bye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter pretty litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness it's the world's smartest kitty litter go to prettylitter.com and use code acast for 20 percent off your first order and a free cat toy terms and conditions apply see site for details Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.